1: Welcome to the show. I'm, in, I'm honored to be here again and greasing your mind and your hearts and your life with insights and guidance and beautiful heart scrubs, basically whatever comes through my heart. And this topic today has been something that's been brewing with me for a while, the, the topic of how to authentically market when you suffer from upsell fatigue. I know right now we are being bombarded with sales pitches and upsales, sales, uh, donations. You know, you go to the grocery store and they're asking you to make a donation. You pretty much any, in any direction, there's a call for some kind of sales. And it can feel a lot like sales pressure and often manipulation as well. There are actually marketing modules out there, there's scripts you can follow, there's templates that people are, are buying and, and using that are going around, and, and a lot of people are using them as a way to share their message and sell their products and services. And, and a lot of them can work, but not for everybody. And so today I'm going to talk about the reasons why they don't feel authentic for some people, and the reasons why they don't feel authentic for people that are listening and on the webinar or experiencing the sales, sales pitch, I'm going to call it a sales pitch right now, and how we can actually align with that for ourselves and then how we can actually use the trigger we have in the moment when we're listening to either allow our own healing to happen and or have some compassion for the individual that's trying to sell the challenge right now is and I know it maybe it's in my industry and maybe it's in my surroundings and maybe this isn't for everybody but I feel inundated with sales sales pitches people coming to me and oh they have a product they want me to look at uh, a network marketing company and I love network marketing models and I actually have one aspect of my business that is network marketing. I just, I'm not actively doing anything with it at this time, but I get bombarded with that. I get, I get questions about that all the time and there's more and more people doing it, and, which is good, but how do we deal with that as an individual who's constantly being bombarded with sales pitches? How do you deal with that personally? And then if you're a professional or if you're a practitioner or if you're someone in the industry or someone in the world that is selling something, a product or service, how do you authentically sell when you are bombarded or feeling fatigued by being sold to? See, the challenge with with life is we're all being sold to. There's sales happening around us all the time. We're constantly selling or being sold to, whether you realize you're selling or not, you're selling. Let's say someone comes up to you and asks you, uh, we're sharing a problem that they're having. And you're like, you know what? I read this really good book around that. And, and I would recommend this book. And then they go out and buy the book. You basically sold them on the idea of the book. It's selling. So in other words, sharing is selling. We're selling them on an idea or a concept or a book, or a, a TV program, or a Netflix program, or a documentary, or whatever it is. We can be selling somebody on the idea of self-love. In, in every episode, I'm selling you on concepts and perspectives and, and shifts that can change your life. I'm, I'm giving you insights and guidance that I'm receiving. I'm allowing that to channel through me. And in a way, it's actually selling you on something. What we're doing is trying to help you create a different understanding for the mind so that you can free your mind and clear your mind and align with the path that you're meant to be on. Our minds are programmed so deeply embedded with fear that we're constantly looking for ways to unwind from that. Or we're constantly being bombarded with ways that add to that. So in life, we're constantly being exposed to things that feed that fear-based programming. Or we're looking for things and and hoping to be exposed to more things that unwind that fear-based programming. So let's look at the trigger or the resistance around sales. And there's, again, two angles. I'm going to speak from the perspective of showing up at a webinar or showing up at a workshop. And I know some of you have probably gone to those workshops that end up feeling just like a sales fest, sales pitch fest all day long. I've been to those. I I was disappointed by them. I was triggered by them because they're selling the concept the idea the the promise that they make and what's what's going to happen at the workshop and then they end up just trying to sell you all of their products and or every speaker may be selling you a different product so i've been to those experiences and i've had those experiences as an audience member and as a participant and it didn't feel good and then i've been to other workshops or other events or webinars where someone was sharing and it felt authentic and, and I may or may not have been inspired to, to buy, but it felt like they added value and it wasn't just a sales pitch. So why did one feel different than the other? Why does one feel different for one person and another person sitting right beside them could have a different experience? Some people thrive in those sales pitch fests, those whole events, one day events where every speaker is selling something Some people thrive there. Why do some people thrive and one and another is triggered? That's what I want to talk about today. And the other thing I want to look at is if you are selling a product or service, if you are extending work into the world, how can you market yourself in a heart-centered, authentic way, a way that it feels authentic for you? This is my intention for today. Now, I want to talk about two reasons that you may feel triggered or resistance around sales and marketing. There's two ways to look at it, whether you're the person selling or whether you're in the audience being sold to. There's two ways to look at it. Is the trigger or resistance because of something within me or is the trigger or resistance because of something in them? I'll say that a different way is the trigger or resistance you're experiencing in that moment because of something within you or because of something within them. If you've ever had a moment where you felt off or you feel a shift or something feels like a a little the energy shifts when it comes to the time to actually sell so maybe in the workshop they're explaining and they're sharing and they're filling your heart and giving you value and teaching you and then they move to the sales pitch and something feels off if it feels off, if it feels kind of icky, you get that icky feeling. The first question I want you to ask is, is this mine or theirs? You may be picking up on their insecurity, their feelings of unworthiness, their inability, or or their feeling of being uncomfortable with the sale, or you may be picking up on your own resistance to what they're selling or your own resistance to being sold to. I know that was happening for me. I was like, Oh, here we go again. It's, it's another sales pitch. So what I was triggered by was I'd, I'd be interested in the workshop. I'd be interested in the webinar and the content and what they were promising they were going to share. And they, some of them would deliver what they promised and some of them would over deliver what they promised. And then go into the sales and in the, the invitation to continue working with them. Others would under deliver what they promised, add very little value, if any, and it became a big, long sales fest. I was especially triggered by people who would say one thing and do another. So if they say, Oh, I'm going to take, you know, can I have the next five minutes with your permission? Can I take the next five minutes to, share a way that you can work with me and continue to go deep with this, with this content. And everybody would say, yes, yes. And then they would take 45 minutes. That was a big trigger for me because time is, it was a trigger for me and I respect people's time. And so for me, that was like, you said five minutes. Now you're taking 45 minutes to sell me on something. And half the time I didn't feel like I needed it. The other thing I noticed in, in those types of events, especially one-day events, there was one in particular, this one-day event I went to in San Diego, it was actually a two-day event. Every single speaker sold from the stage and not just sold, she, and the whole thing was actually her teaching people how to sell from the stage. And I'm watching all these people run to the back of the room because of the timeline and the, and the way they used it was very, you know, manipulating people to, to feel the pressure to say Yes. There was a timeline around it. There was bonuses. It was like expiring in an hour or whatever it was. And I just was witnessing all these people running to the back of the room. And for me, I I even felt the pressure. And I knew even on those particular products that they weren't meant for me. I tuned in to get a true heart yes or a true heart no. And I got a no. But I felt that pressure. I could feel my ego and I could feel my my brain kind of like wanting to like, oh, I got to get caught up in this energy. And it's like, and yes, in the promises. And, and so what I recognized in that is that it's actually doing a disservice by manipulating people into a pressured yes. And I get that there's some psychological, you know, benefits in the way of helping people guiding them to their yes and guiding them past the the fear and the their own limitations and their own beliefs i get that there's benefit to that and at the same time in certain circumstances i'm not talking about all of them i'm not doing like a whole generalization but in this particular situation what i saw was manipulation and what it was doing was manipulating people to get to a yes in their head and that is very effective it's manipul- manipulative but it's very effective not how i love not how i like to do business not how i can even i can't even do that i tried doing it to some degree i tried following some templates here and there little pieces of it but as soon as I start it, I stop because it just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't feel authentic for me because I don't want to manipulate people and pressure them to get to their head, yes. I want them to feel, genuinely feel their heart, yes. Now, what happens with that is we can feel the heart, yes, and then the fear and the doubt can kick in right away. So if you don't, end up manipulating the mind in some way, then the ego will manipulate the mind and take them into fear and doubt and then make them change their mind or confusion. And then there's no, they won't buy if they're in confusion. The ego loves confusion. So I have a lot to share around this. (laughs) I'm not going to bounce around a little bit, but really by the end of it, I, I would like to help you understand your true heart yes in making decisions whether to purchase something, whether to say yes to something or not. And your true heart, no, whether you're meant to. And it's different. The head yes is very different than the heart yes. The head yes is full of logic and reason. And can I afford this? And all these kinds of decisions. Because there's times where I felt an absolute heart yes. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't afford this. I don't have time for this. And all of these reasons, all of these objections came in. They were all the ego convincing me not to because the ego didn't want me to play big. It didn't want me to say yes to that because it knew by saying yes, my life would change. One of those, one of those moments that really stand out was when I met Les Brown. I've been following him for a little bit and I, got an, I had an opportunity to start working with him and Paul Martinelli at the time. It's quite a few years ago. And they were doing a mentoring program for a year. And I felt a real true heart yes to say yes to the program. And that was a stretch for me at that time. It was actually a point in time where my husband and I, our financial position was the worst. It was, we had a huge line of credit and a huge debt and a huge mortgage. And we had this huge interest payment that we were paying and we couldn't even cover that, let alone groceries or anything else. So at the time, it was a huge stretch for me to invest any money But I knew in my heart, I knew beyond any shadow of a doubt in my mind, I knew in my heart I was meant to do it. So I jumped in and I said yes. All of the objections were there, but I I said yes anyways. So I started working with Paul Martinelli and and Les Brown. And then I met them both at an event in LA related to the program we were taking. And at the end of the weekend, I had these small goals and this, but they they felt big, but they were like, yeah, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to shift my business. And this felt really good. It felt really clear. And then at the very end of the weekend, Les Brown came up to me and he said, Sue, he goes, you have a very powerful message and I want to help you. I want to help you get on stages. I want to help you. And I knew in my heart that I was meant to work with him. But there was a huge objection in my head and a huge objection in my, in my pocketbook, in my bank account. So I just was like, I don't even know how I can make that possible, but let me sit with it. The following weekend, there was another workshop in LA. So I flew again to LA and I, to be with Les. And again, I felt it. I knew in my heart, I was meant to work with him. I knew he was meant to be my, my mentor for speaking and, and supporting me around my message. And that weekend, I found out how much it was to become one of his platinum speakers and everything inside of me shrunk. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even like, I can't even, I don't even have that money. I can't even borrow that money. And essentially I said to him, I I have one credit card left that I could put this on. And I said, I know in my heart of hearts that I meant to work with you. And saying yes to him, saying yes to doing that work with him changed my life, changed the course of my life, changed a lot of things for me. I got really super clear about my message. And I was actually meant to, I was actually able to really step into more of my healing gift as well. So that was a turning point for me. It was a super duper true heart yes. And I had just as much opposition happening in my head. My ego was saying no, and my heart was saying yes, big time. And the resistance was vast. It was big. It was a big gap, but I took the leap anyways. I said, yes, I, I, I took that blind leap of faith. One of my favorite quotes with Le- with Les Brown is sometimes you need to take the leap and grow your wings on the way down. And that's absolutely what I did. I took a giant leap of faith and I grew my wings on the way down and everything changed. Everything shifted. So it doesn't become a question of, can I afford it? Is it for me? It's not a head process for me when I'm, when I'm tuning in around things. It's what is it? Is, is it guided? It's not a question. Do I want it? Do I need it? Can I afford it? It's, is this guided? I want my heart to guide me and lead me in every moment because the heart is the bridge to your spirit, to your soul, to God. And from there, if you're operating from that place, you're living life by divine. I check in with everything. If I'm, if I'm not clear and it's just not flowing through me and I'm like, oh, there's a question mark. If there's any question mark in anything, I tune into my heart and I ask for guidance. Even in the grocery store, if I'm looking at two different products, I tune in and I, I use my intuition to purchase groceries. I use my intuition for everything, everything. I let my heart lead me in every decision every day. I never used to be that way. I used to be kind of part-time here and there, but it's like every moment of my day, every living breath is heart-led living. It's every aspect of my life. Now, when it came to selling, to sharing, to marketing myself, I remember when I first started my my yoga studio, I had a mind-body studio in Vancouver specializing in fertility yoga. And I had no problem talking to people about the, the impact it can have and how it can help them and the transformation that can happen when they are you know, practicing yoga for fertility or the core stability work or whatever I was teaching at the time, yoga therapy, energy healing, whatever I was doing. I had no problem talking to them about that. But the moment it came to the money, I shrunk back. I felt my energy shift. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience for yourself where you know, you can, you can share about a product, you can refer to people to like different other people's programs and other people's services, and you can sell other people's stuff. But the moment you're actually selling your own stuff, you, you shift, you, er, you get irky kind of feeling it's funny. It's like a, a shift in your energy, something happens. What that's pointing to is a trigger within yourself, some leftover, some kind of thing within yourself that's not in alignment So the one thing I found to be really effective recently is the ego game of opposites. And what I started to do when I found that 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 trigger was within me, thats I needed to heal something. It wasn't about them. It wasn't, I wasn't picking up on their insecurity or their unworthiness or the person who was selling. It was about me. I would look in and look at the trigger. So recently, in the last couple months, I've been doing ego game of opposites on every trigger I have. It's been awesome. So I'm using resistance constantly around that. The one I I looked at was selling and not selling. So the first word that came in was selling, because my trigger was selling. But what it was, was I was being sold to, and it was a trigger for me. So when I tuned into the trigger, it wasn't actually that they were trying to sell me something I didn't want. And I was being triggered by the upsell. I thought it was that I was being upsell. It was an upsell fatigue, but what it was is actually my insecurities or my beliefs around selling. So I had to look at that. So when I started to do the ego game of opposites, And I exposed the ego's dictionary definition of selling in my mind. These are some of the words that came in. Seedy, slimy, manipulative, sleazy, hidden agenda, dishonest. Um, Selling what I don't need or what they don't need. Icky, selfish, fear of judgment. Success equals taking advantage of others. So it was really messed up definition in my subconscious mind around selling. So then I shifted to what is the ego playing the opposite to selling, which is not selling. That's the words that came. So by not selling, this is the ego's dictionary definition in my subconscious mind. Passive, humble, genuine, kind, authentic. Opposite, right? So I would obviously focus on not selling more than I would focus on selling because I don't want to be seedy, slimy, manipulative, sleazy. So that's where the the blind spots were for me in the subconscious mind around selling and not selling. And then spirit's definition, the new definition that came in was share and invite. And that's divine investment equals divine compensation. So there was this beautiful new reprogramming, new definition that came in that really was lovely and supportive. And I felt the shift. Then came into, I looked at overwhelm because I feel sometimes overwhelmed with with the amount of work that I have and the amount of things that I have on my plate. And the ego is playing the opposite against success. So ego was playing overwhelm and success against each other. So I had the choice of being overwhelmed or being successful. But successful meant I needed to work hard, must show your worth. Your net worth is your self-worth. Low self-esteem keeps you motivated, accountable, It was really messed up. The whole definition of success in my mind was completely messed up. So again, the ego is playing both ends against the middle. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And it keeps you running between these two pendulums, two opposite sides of of the spectrum to keep you from actually being successful. It keeps you from feeling comfortable with sharing, inviting people. The other one that I'll just share is another one I recognize is over generous. So I love to over deliver. So I, I, I love being over generous that my, my coach actually um, calls me on that a lot. You're being over generous. You're over delivering. So she's my business coach. So I listen to her, but I still do it because it felt natural for me. So when I looked at over generous as the trigger, kind considerate, being of service. It's the only way to be in life. Anything less than that is selfish self-centered so you want to focus on others help others in need so it's and then i had good catholic girl like there was a lot of crazy definitions and crazy beliefs that were programmed in my subconscious mind the ego game of opposites is about exposing all of the old programming the old beliefs we have and bringing them into the forefront so that we can actually see them and know what's going on in the background so i've talked about the ego game of opposites the ego is the mind hacker it's embedded a virus deep in the back of the mind and it's basically everything is being filtered through those beliefs we have this big ego dictionary and it's taken all of these terms that we think we know what they mean in life so we think we know what overgenerous means in life in the dictionary of the world but in the dictionary of my mind it means that i'm kind considerate being of service if i'm being overgenerous but the thing with overgenerous, the other part of it is I'm undervaluing myself and my life and it's not sustainable. I cannot do my work in the world and not pay myself. I can't do my work in the world and support my family without charging, without valuing what I offer. So that was the shift that needed to happen within my mind when we look at our triggers, when we look at our resistance, my resistance was upsell fatigue. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about being sold to. It was about me looking within myself and seeing where are my triggers? Where are my upsets? Where are my grievances? Where am I not in alignment with the extension or the invitation or sharing? Now, since I've done those ego game of opposites and I cleared those, that programming, I've cleared those, dictionary definitions that the ego has embedded there we've quarantined them delete them and I reprogram them I was on an event yesterday there was a webinar yesterday and I was on it I wasn't triggered at all there was no trigger at all she she went into the sales part and I was like neutral felt good I could feel her shift in energy a little bit but it wasn't about me it was just about an observation of her and I felt clear I wasn't triggered so it wasn't about the upsell, it was about what was going on within me, my beliefs, and about success and selling and sharing. So whenever you feel triggered, whenever you feel resistant to what's happening around you, that's an invitation to look within. The first thing you can ask, is this mine or someone else's? Is it within me or within them Because as an empath, I can pick up on what's going on inside of other people. I can tune into what's happening for them. So how do you sell authentically and feel in alignment with with the marketing model that that you're meant to, to use if you're a practitioner, if you're trying to sell something? I'm going to share that after the break. Now, for this moment, I just want you to tune into your heart space and recognize that there's two yeses one comes from your head and one comes from your heart when you follow the heart yes you are not only being of service high service to yourself but you're being of highest service to everyone everywhere all together all at once when we follow our heart yes we're actually serving all of humanity when we're meant to purchase from somebody it's purposeful there's a there's a connection, there's a communication, there's an exchange, a divine compensation, there's a divine experience that we're meant to have. It's a divine appointment. When we follow our heart, yes, to purchase something, when we follow our heart, yes, to sell something, and we help others discover their heart, yes, there's a divine compensation, there's a divine purpose, there's a divine miracle that can happen with that. when we follow our head yes it's not wrong totally not wrong you can't get it wrong you can't get it right either but you can't get it wrong when we follow our head yes what we're choosing is ego as our teacher we're letting ego convince us that we need something and there's powerful lessons in that there's times where i've actually felt that I've said yes to something and I look back in hindsight and go, that was totally my head. That was totally like my ego. I was totally saying yes out of fear, not wanting to, you know, fear of missing out or, or fear of not having that and, and not being able to shift or the promise that they're making and not being able to find that in any other way. Like they're the answer. There's the key. They're the key. And what the truth is, our heart actually knows exactly what we need when we need it. If there's a program we need, our heart will lead us there. If there's a program we don't need, our heart will lead us away from it and to what we need. So heart-led living, life by divine, is about allowing the divinity within us to guide us and lead us as our human selves. So it's our soul, our spirit, our God, leading and guiding us in our humanness to make decisions. And we're either heart-led or head led. We either make decisions from the heart or we make decisions from our head. We're either in alignment with spirit as our teacher or in alignment with ego as our teacher. Again, neither is wrong. Both have powerful lessons on the path. Both there's an opportunity for healing and awakening. And I want you to recognize that either way is okay. So when we come back, I want to talk about how to authentically market yourself or market your services so that you feel clear and you don't have any irk or anything going on in the background because the last thing we want is to be out there sharing what we have with the world and then picking up on our insecurities, our beliefs on you know selling or our beliefs in, in unworthiness or whatever it is that's operating behind the scenes that's in our subconscious mind. We don't want to put that energy out there. That's our vibration. Our our subconscious beliefs are the vibration we're putting out into the world. So when we shift to the sale, when we shift to sharing how people can work with us or what what they can do to purchase our product or services, and you feel off, something shifts within you, they're going to feel it in some way. They might not be able to discern whether it's within them or within you, but it causes a discord in the energy. And there's not a beautiful flow. There's, it's harder for them to discern, even if it is a heart yes for them. So I want to help you clear some of that clutter, clear that leftover, reprogram your mind so that you can be in alignment with authentic marketing. You can share authentically, whether it's you receiving divine compensation or somebody else, I want it to feel the same for you. I want it to feel clear for you and in alignment for you. And then I want to talk about the two kinds of feel good. I don't know if I'll have time for that, but see if we can talk about the two kinds of feel good, because there's two, there's a real true absolute heart. Yes. And then there's an artificial heart. Yes. That I found that the ego has created and hijacked the heart. Yes. And I want to teach you a little bit about that so that you can discern when you're in the moment, whether you're meant to purchase something or not. So we'll be right back. We will take a short break.
0: Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear and align your intuitive channel, and the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine and I'm your host, Sue Dume. We've been talking about how to authentically market heart-centered marketing when you have upsell fatigue. And I talked about upsell fatigue that can be actually having judgment of other people or an experience of other people and their subconscious programming around being uncomfortable with the sales part. Or it could just be that you're not meant to purchase that program. It could be simple. Or it could be your own triggers, your own resistance, your own subconscious programming that you need to look at and reframe and reprogram. So that was before the break. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to the replay and all the other podcast platforms, any podcast platform is available to you right now. So now I want to do, I want to dive into authentic marketing. And as we're doing that, I want you to stay tuned into your heart space. So take a deep breath. If you're able to close your eyes, then do so. And just imagine you could drop out of your head and into your heart space. Imagine you could take an elevator down into your heart center. And as you do that, you could feel into the divine guidance within you. You can turn on your internal GPS. You could turn up your inner pilot light so that it becomes brighter, illuminating the path that's in front of you, shining light on the step that's in front of you. Imagine you could say yes to tuning into your heart, yes. Your authentic heart, yes. This is the space where all the miracles and magic happen. It's in this heart space. You can tap into a deep place of knowing, a knowing that goes beyond logic and reason, a knowing that goes beyond the mind, a knowing that can bypass all of the filters and all the fear. The challenge is that we can tap into that knowing, but if we have those fear-based programs still in place, then as soon as we get the guidance, as soon as we feel our heart, yes, the ego will pounce on it and start to convince us and keep us in doubt and fear and confusion. So when you can go with that true heart, yes, and follow it in spite of the fear, it does take courage. It does take bravery. It does take blind faith. But when we do that, That's where we have the biggest shifts. That's where we have the most profound miracles. When it comes to sharing, inviting, selling, whatever it is you want to call it, to find the authentic way for you is to tap into your heart space and to let your heart lead you, to let your inner spirit, to let the divine work through you. So recently we've been launching the Intuition Academy opening enrollment again. And when we when I was talking to my coach in the last month or so, she I was having all these different ideas come in in the way of how to promote authentically. And she had some different ideas and she shared this template for a webinar with me and I started to work through the webinar and add all the concepts and fill in the the gaps and use kind of the, the script, but adapt the script so it felt more authentic for me. And I had this huge webinar ready to go. And everything inside of me was like heavy and it felt icky. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. I wasn't motivated. I wasn't excited about it. I didn't have this great anticipation about it. So I joined with Kimberly, my coordinator for the membership. And I said, you know, can I run this by you? Can I just run through this with you? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I started doing it. And I was like, blah, nah, nah. I just was so like not excited. It felt so blah. I was like not into it at all. And I said, I need to stop. And she's like, yeah, what's going on? And I said, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it like this. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel in alignment with me. And she's like, well, how do you want to do it? I just want to be, I just want to talk freely. I just want to make it a healing circle. I just want to have it as an experience for people. And so I shifted what I was doing. This was all around the masterclass for the ego game of opposites. And I shifted it all. And we had this amazing experience in the mastermind class because I just was a channel. I just wanted to be the channel the way I normally I'll always am is the channel that feels authentic for me. Just allow the message to come through in the moment, not to have some outline or something I need to follow. Even in these radio shows, I have an idea. I always usually get the topic and the description because I need to post it. But other than that, I don't always know what I'm going to say until I open my mouth and it starts to come through. So I wanted it to be that way. And that's what I did. So then I went back to my coach and I told her what I did and, and uh, she's like, well, how are you going to sell? How are you going to like help people get to the point of their heart? Yes. And I said, there's something off about it. There's got to be another way. So I, I see all of these models out there and I see all of these scripts and they work for some people and they feel authentic for some people. When I experience it and I hear it, it feels good for them. It works for them. It works for the people in their audience and it helps inspire them to their yes. And then for other people, there's a discord. It doesn't feel good because there's manipulation behind it and there's intention their intentions aren't clean and clear and i can feel that or they have unworthiness pieces and i can feel that so i get that there's a whole experience of them out there of different experiences that you can have as a participant and as a as a as the leader in those situations but it didn't feel authentic for me so i kept saying to her there's got to be another way there's got to be another way and this was specific around the intuition academy because up until now, the Intuition Academy has been by invite, basically me personally inviting people, tuning in, getting guidance, opening up my me- in my meditation, asking whom I meant to connect with around the Intuition Academy. And then I'd get a vision of somebody and I'd connect with them and then help them feel their heart, yes, whether they're meant to take it or not. And that felt really good for me. But that's a lot of work. I'm, I'm constantly, you know, for every student, I'm connecting with them for at least a half hour to 45 minutes. So I've, I kept saying there's got to be another way. And then the the words that came in is like, take my hand, let me show you. So I stopped and I tuned in. I'm like, okay, spirit, take my hand, show me. And the word guided tour came in. I'm like, take them on a guided tour. I'm like, oh my God, I can take them on a guided tour. I don't need to do a webinar. I don't need to follow this script. I can just take them on a guided tour of the Intuition Academy and the curriculum. And it felt so good and so clear and so in alignment. And I got so excited about it and it came through easily. And it all came together like one thing after another, the the step-by-step it all came together. So now I'm doing the guided tour. And then I'm, I was guided to do little snippets of the lessons in videos and just share those videos on social media and with my list and my members and inviting them to understand the lesson So it's a teaching, but then it's an invitation at the end to take the guided tour for the Intuition Academy. So I'm teaching some of the curriculum in these short little snippet videos. Totally feels in alignment for me. Easy for me to teach. I love to teach. I love to empower. So it felt natural for me. So how did I find the authentic way for me? I tune into my heart and I let my heart lead me. How do you find the authentic way for you to sell? You tune into your heart and let your heart lead you. Now, that sounds really simple. It's not always easy. It's not easy because we have our own beliefs and programming that we need to get out of the way. We need to unwind from our ego. We need to unprogram, unschool, unlearn, and unwind how the ego is embedded fear. Because our subconscious programming, that fear-based programming, is the filter that allows us to... To move through life. And if that filter is fear, fear based, then we're going to be making choices and behaviors and self sabotaging our, our efforts because of our programming. When we unwind the mind and we change the way that the egos embedded fear into our lives, then we're actually able to really authentically align with sharing and inviting people and saying yes to what we're meant to purchase or what we're not meant to purchase. So again, it comes down to, it's not a matter of whether I want it or whether I need it, whether I can afford it or whether I have time for it. Those are not the questions I ask. The ego would have me ask those questions. The ego would love to have me ask those questions still. And every once in a while I do catch myself. It's a habit now. I've shifted the programming around it. So now I can actually authentically in that moment, ask, is this guided? And if it's a guided, I'll say yes to it. And if it's guided not to, I'll say no to it. There are things that come, opportunities that come toward me and invitations I have where I'm like, oh my God, that would be really cool. I would love to do that. And sometimes I want it to be a yes, but it's a no. So I trust the no's. Because every time I'm saying no and I'm following my heart and I'm saying no to something, I'm actually saying yes to something else. I may just not see it yet. I may not have an awareness of it yet. It may not be on my path yet. But I trust my guidance because what the heart is doing is creating a bridge between your humanness and your divinity. And it's operating on behalf of your divinity. It's it's giving you guidance from that soul place. And that is serving everyone, including you. So I want what is guided. That's what I want the most. Because what is guided is serving everyone, all of humanity, all of us, including me. So that's why I follow my guidance. That's why I ask, is it guided or not guided? Now, this brings me to the two kinds of feel good. And I talk about this in my book, Heart Led Living, the 10 principles that shift consciousness from head to heart. The two kinds of feel good, I discovered that all oh, at the same time I went to that one workshop, I was talking about that webinar or that workshop, actually that whole weekend one, where everybody was running to the back of the room and feeling all like, you know, excited about buying. And I was like, I could feel this like energy. It felt like a, an addiction, like a uh, an addicted heart. Yes. It wasn't a clean heart. Yes. There was all this like weird energy behind it. And it was very interesting to observe. I didn't end up buying any programs that weekend. The whole weekend was a big sales fest. I didn't buy any of the programs. I didn't integrate any of the scripts or anything like that because it just didn't feel it in alignment with me. It felt there was a discord for me around it. So I, I let it all go. But what I did get from that weekend was witnessing everybody's excitement and anticipation, but it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like an authentic heart. Yes. And my own as well, getting there, going to that, I I felt there's like excitement and anticipation. I thought, this is it. This is the program that's going to help me. This is my breakthrough. I had a big expectation for that weekend and it didn't deliver at all the way I thought it would. So I was really disappointed and I had big expectations and I had a lot of disappointment at the end of the weekend. But the lessons came afterwards and I recognized that I went and I said yes to that program or that workshop, not because it was heart. Yes, but because it was an ego artificial feel good heart. Yes. I had this expansion. I had this excitement. I'm like, this is it. And I felt really good. It was like this really feel good about something. But what I recognize is there's two kinds of feel good. There's an authentic heart. Yes. Absolute expansion, a genuine. Yes. In our heart, in our in our soul, in our spirit, and then there's the ego's version, hijacked version of feel good, and what that feels more like is an addict getting a hit, um, an adrenaline rush, a kind of like a, a anticipation of something, but it's like kind of a a weird feeling. It's it's hard to describe, but I can definitely discern between it. So when I'm tuning in, and I'm joining with people when they're like, I feel like I'm meant to take this program, I'm like, well, let me join with you and let's, let's feel into your intuition. And as I tune into their intuition with them, I'm actually able to, because I'm because of my gift, I'm actually able to feel it for them and discern between whether it's a true heart yes or whether it's ego disguised as love, if it's fear disguised as a yes. And when I can help them feel that, on that deep level, and sometimes it's very subtle, and sometimes it's very big and obvious. But when I can teach them that, then what I'm teaching them, what I'm empowering them with is divine discernment. And that's what we do in the Intuition Academy. That's what we do in the membership is we join with each other, and they join with me on these decisions that they're not clear about so that they can feel empowered and have that tool of divine discernment for themselves. They can feel the subtle shifts in energy or the big shifts in energy when the ego comes in, when the ego is hijacking them or disguising itself as love. I want to empower people with that. I want to empower you with that ability to discern. And the way I'm able to do that is because of my gift, I'm able to actually feel it for you, feel it for them, and help them feel it for themselves. When you feel it for them, for yourself, it actually creates an imprint, a memory on a visceral level. And you can then begin to start to discern between that true heart yes and the artificial yes. Divine discernment is such a gift. And when I got that, that was the very last workshop I went to. I spent... Oh, $5,000 on the workshop and to get there and to try and to have all the travel and everything, a lot of money. I have spent a lot of money on workshops with my artificial heart. Yes. Up until that one, that was the very last one. Now I have the ability. It doesn't even actually come in so much anymore, but I had the ability to discern from that point forward, the difference between the egos, artificial feel good. Yes. And the true heart. Yes. And that for me was a a pivotal point, shifted everything for me. So if you have challenges discerning, there are ways that you can actually get in and underneath that subtle shift and, and identify when fear is in the picture. Even if it's just a little tiny bit of niggling of fear, I want you to be aware of that. When it comes to authentic marketing, sharing, being heart-centered, when you let your heart lead you, it will lead you to videos or words, a blog, a letter, sharing, whatever you're meant to share. It's going to give you the words. So this is part of what I help people do as well is, is there's this filter that happens in our mind of what we think we should share, what we think we should say, what we think that person needs to hear. And I want to—I want you to give away, let go, forgive, forgive it all to spirit, everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know. Because when you're talking to somebody or when you're sharing about a program or service, really all you need to do is let your heart speak. Let the words come through you because what one person needs to hear is not necessarily what another person needs to hear. And if you think you know what you need to say, then you're already blocked. Then you're filtering. You're not allowing that authentic intuitive channel. Speak the message. You are an intuitive channel. We all are. We have this beautiful divine force and energy working through us all the time. And when we allow the message to come through us, then the energy behind it is the extension of love. The energy behind it is pure. The energy behind it is in alignment with the words, the feeling, the experience. And in that space, we can actually help others come to that place of authentic yes, an authentic heart yes. When you are in the world, the more you are in alignment with your heart and the more you allow life by divine, to live life by divine, your extension is love. And you will be guided what to say, how to say it, when to say it, to what person. Remember there was one client, one of my members who was sitting on the fence, whether to come to the retreat, one of my retreats. In Turks and Caicos. And she, I could feel her energy. I could feel everything behind what was happening for her in her life. And what I kept getting the messages is if she doesn't come, um, she was kind of sitting on the fence with suicide. If she doesn't come, she won't live. That's what I kept getting. That's the message. It wasn't me thinking that. It was that's the message I kept getting. So In my communication with her, it felt like very direct, like you need to do this. Let's make it happen. I don't care about the money. Let's figure it out. You can make payments. You can pay me in 10 years. I do not care. I need you to come to this work. You need to be there. It feels really, really important. And she knew it and she felt it, but she had so many objections. So I was guided to remove all of those objections, including money and everything. And it opened up the doors and she came and everything shifted for her. So when you are operating from that deep place of guidance, you will know what to say, when to say, how to say it. And you will help them come to their authentic heart. Yes. It won't be manipulation. It'll be authentic and it'll feel good for everybody. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this gave you some different ways to different perspective to look at your triggers and resistance And I encourage you to come and find me on Facebook, Heart Yes Movement. Come find me on my website and join this global healing movement. It's my honor to be here and to be your guide in whatever way I'm meant to. And if that means you coming in and having me as your mentor for a while, I would be honored to do that. I love you. I appreciate you. Until next week, namaste.
0: You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host Sue Demay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global Heart Led Living community at HeartLedLiving.com. That is Heart L E D Living.com.